And we're live. It's episode 74 of the Everybody Math Live broadcast, live podcast. Uh, we're live from the 313 and the 404. Uh, it's Thursday, October the 21st, the 274th day of the Biden administration. And he got some trouble going on. My name is Sid Lover. Welcome to our show. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kabeen. We got a great show lined up for you all. But make sure that you join in the conversation. There's a link right under the screen where you can hit us up. Give us your thoughts on tonight's topics. And wherever you're watching, make sure that you hit that like or share button. Right now, we're live on Facebook. Shouts out to everybody checking in already on Facebook. And we're also on YouTube, too. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. Like I said, we got an amazing show because tonight we're going to be joined by my boy, Brian Bean. He's changing mindsets and increasing dollars in your pockets. We're going to find out what's going on with him and how you can change your mindset and increase the dollars in your pockets. He but, already said, like, he coming in hot and loaded, so he ready to roll and yeah. he ready to bust out some stuff. Because I think it's an important conversation that we really need to have. Because, uh, like, I've always said, like, black people, we, we don't know the first thing about money. Like, we're told a lot of the wrong things initially growing up. So now, when by the time we're adults, uh, we got to get out of holes and stuff like that. So I'm excited about uh, him because he has some things about personal finance, some things about corporate, so he can help out your business and all sorts of stuff. So I'm really, really excited about uh, that. And also, uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the walkout at Netflix. Uh, still some back backlash off of that going on. Um, uh, that I thought that would have died last week, but it didn't. So still some uh, more things going on with that. Uh, Eddie Winslow, did you hear about him? Yeah, bro, I heard about him, man. A lot of people, he's, he's right now, he's trending right now. He is trending because uh, they say he's dating a transsexual diva. Uh, so we're going to um, see what's up with that. Got a little bit more of that story. And then uh, talking about all the news and uh, entertainment and hip hop and all that stuff that you need. Uh, we're going to kick off the show. Actually, we're going to start off with some Black Lives Matter stuff so we can get some updates on the um, Ahmaud Arbery and Elijah McClain stories. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that again. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Well, if you haven't heard by now, Elijah McClain. Clay's family right now, Aurora, Colorado. Uh, right now, they're saying it's an unspecified it's an unspecified settlement, but um, he's definitely deserving, um, and his family's definitely deserving. He's passed, of course, but his family is definitely deserving of a settlement. Uh, as you all know, um, he actually died while in custody of Aurora police and paramedics back in 2019, and um, hopefully, the same thing will happen with Ahmaud Arbery. And said, you have to correct me on this right here. Didn't Ahmaud Arbery's family didn't they all Already receive a settlement? Uh, Ahmad, I, I well, no, I, I don't think I'm thinking of someone yeah. else, but yeah, hopefully, one, yeah. hopefully, the same thing will happen with Ahmad Alberry. Now, uh, this is really big news right here in the state of Georgia. Said uh, a judge actually found a potential jurors qualified to advance uh, this past Tuesday in the case and um, put them together so we can go ahead and take these three uh, white guys that murdered Ahmad uh, to trial and actually prosecute them for killing Ahmad Arbery. It's a really sad situation, but of course, we're going to keep you updated with Everybody Mad Live podcast. Yeah, I'm just worried uh, that they may not find, uh, well, I guess that town and uh, trying to find some qualified jurors who uh, can be uh, very uh, kind of daunting, but I think that what they found eight uh, so far. So we'll be watching that because uh, that's the thing we always wonder about is like selecting the right jury that's going to do the right thing uh, when it's time to do the right thing. So uh, we'll be following that case and updating uh, folks uh, as that information becomes available. 
Yeah, definitely. Are we going to move forward with the Netflix story or are we going to wait for that one? You tell me. I, I was. Yeah, waiting. go uh, go ahead and do the Netflix story because I actually have to go uh, get a uh, something off my other computer. So, yeah, let's do the Netflix story. Okay, all right. Well, the controversy over Dave Chappelle's Closer Comedy Special is still affecting Netflix. If you haven't heard, uh, this past week, some employees. Decided to walk out, Flix. Now, the, the employees that walked out, these were transgender employees. And what they did was they drafted a list of demands. Now, reportedly, the list was meant to aid in cultivating a more transgender and non-binary non talent in the workplace. Uh, they said that they want to have representation of trans and non-binary why can't I say that right? Non-binary talent in front and behind the camera as well. Uh, the document also requested that the 48-year-old's uh, image, Dave Chappelle's image, be removed from their workplace and uh, posters, murals, all that kind of stuff uh, because they're saying that, you know, they still have an issue with the way Dave Chappelle presented himself and also the things that he said in his special too. They said that um, there was lots of homophobia. They said that his... Our whole routine was a big hate speech. And, you know, we kind of shared our opinion on that last week where I didn't necessarily feel like it wasn't anything that was, he, again, he said that he wasn't homophobic. He said he was not uh, transphobic and he didn't give a hate speech. He actually has transgender friends, you know? So I think, again, in my opinion, that uh, people are being overly sensitive when it, it was just jokes and he was, he's not coming from a place of malice. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. I, I saw uh, him just kind of doing what comedians normally do. Co comedians have always tested, uh, like what we're talking about, and they talk about uh, the, the times, what, whatever's popular in culture. So we expect that. But like, my thing is like, like I, I was an '80s baby. I grew up in the '80s. Uh, um, so Eddie Murphy Raw was something that I. I I remember, like, ooh, pull over, pull over, woo. Like, remember all that? Like, like, had Eddie Murphy been around now, we wouldn't even have yeah. Eddie Murphy, which means that, like, everything after all this Dr. Doolittle and all the other great things that he did after Raw wouldn't be here because we would have canceled him by now. So that's why I'm saying, like, I get it. You don't want people to be disrespectful to you. You don't want people to make you feel less than. But at the same time, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. And and like in laughing at yourself, you learn about yourself. And then two, yeah. that helps other people learn about you also. Uh, so that's what I'm saying is that like they've taken this way too far. Uh, like they want pictures removed. They want this. Like, I get that. I get that. But uh, but uh, well, nobody's saying nothing when Netflix released cuties and 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 had them 11 year old girls and 14 year old girls acting like they was teenagers. Did nobody uh, try and cancel Netflix off of that point? Like right. Netflix went beyond that or whatever. Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? So it's selective in everything that we do. Like, like, and, and, and I think they have a really, really, really loud voice right now. And not to say that they shouldn't, but mm -hmm. they have a really, really loud voice right now. And, they, and, and they're able to push and push and push and get stuff. I wish we were able to push and push and push <laughs> and, and get stuff. And Dave Chappelle made that point. Stuff. Like we can't even get voting rights. Right. Dave Chappelle made that point too. He said, even like the black community, we push and push and we still haven't really been able to make certain things happen like the transgender community. So, you know, again, he wasn't coming from a place of hate. It's just kind of truth. And comedy always has some kind of truth in it. Yeah, and it I think that people really need to fall back a little bit and let Dave Chappelle live. Because again, nobody was trying to cancel Dave Chappelle when he was talking about black folks, when he was talking about Mexican folks, when he was talking about Asian folks, like he's equal opportunity offender and that's what he does but it's not from a place of malice so it's, 
You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let Dave yeah. Chappelle live. And, and no, we're not gonna cancel Dave Chappelle. Sorry. Yeah, he's kind of too big to be canceling. Uh, something else <laughs> we're not going to cancel is this. Changer as usual, unreal. We mastered three things: mindset, message, and money. It was so cool to see people from all walks of life. Some people are single moms. Some people are working from home. Some people have professions. Some people are in college. But man, when I tell you that mindset, message, and money is the one thing that we stick to, we give you the formulas, the frameworks, the freedom, the flexibility. Why? Because I believe in removing all emotion so we can get down and dirty with what you need to be successful from a formulaic approach. So if nothing else, don't miss the next one. Bring your organization, bring people who are hungrier than you, and I promise we'll shift your mindset and shift your income. I'm looking there forward to this conversation. I'll let you do the intro since that's your friend also. Like you got all the friends and 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 bring them to the show and don't mention anything until they're on. <laughs> well, you know I am well connected in the A. I'm from the A. So without further ado, though, this brother right here, he's a professional coach. He's a trainer. He's a speaker dedicated to helping people increase their mindset and their money. He is the founder and CEO of Mentor to Millions. This is the homie, Brian Bean. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? Can you can y'all hear me? Yes, yep. sir. We can hear you fine, man. I made episode 74. I don't know why we do this for everything, but look, 74. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, don't, it don't mean nothing at all, but we on episode 74, man. Congrats to you guys, man. Congratulations. Thank Appreciate you very it. much, Bean. Thank you very much. Brother, it is so good to see you, man. So proud of you and everything that you're doing. You know, you and I, we have a history. We go way, way back in the day. But yeah. um, the first question we want to start off, we want to know, what? how did you get into mentoring? What was the inspiration for, you know what, this is something that I want to do. I want to be able to change people's mindsets and also change their, their financial. What made you want to start? Doing yeah, it was funny, man. I got my, my career started in network marketing back in 1996, sophomore uh, at Morehouse College. I started my career in network marketing and um, it just made sense to me. Leverage, residual income, passive income, not working for somebody for the rest of your life. The things they were saying just made sense. And then what I found out was that my training and my ability to move people got more popular than my um, ability to climb the top of a compensation plan. So I started hearing my name get a little buzz in the different analogies I would create, the frameworks I would put together. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat comical on stage. People say I look like Eddie Murphy, I don't know. But, um, uh, <laughs> but um, I started realizing that the passion for me was really in showing people that they can improve their lives and then compensation and, uh, and money obviously comes with that. But I just found that speaking about it and improving you as an individual is something that I would do for free. And then I just found a way to make money doing that. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So uh, we are um, kind of talking a little bit about um, the people you are around and, and uh, how influential uh, that is. Uh, yeah. And I think you talk a little bit about uh, increasing a dream and increasing money circle and things like that or whatever. Let's talk a little bit about like, like the importance of the uh, money circle yeah for sure i mean you are a sum total of who you hang around right i always ask people what do they have you thinking what do they have you reading what do they have you saying what do they have you becoming and then the fifth question is is that all right with you you know what i mean it wasn't until i until i changed my circle that my income went through the ceiling you know it's, it's a real law right this this whole world is run by universal law and it's called the law of the lid so if you take a bunch of fleas and you put them in a jar and they take the top and don't have a top on it they'll hop out the jar Right. And then the minute you put a top on it and they start hitting their heads, you can take the top off 
and they'll never get out the jar again because in their mind, they're going to get some pain, right? They're, you cap their lid and they'll never be able to get out the jar, even though they were hopping out like crazy before. That's the law of the lid. So what happens is a lot of us are comfortable around our friends that we grew up with, went to school with, went to college with, and then you wonder why everybody pretty much makes the same amount of money. I had to increase my lid level and get a bigger jar and, mm-hmm. and said, I got in, in rooms and worlds, man, that I was like, oh, y'all don't even have to fill out an application. Y'all just get the money, huh? <laughs> like, oh, because you know her and y'all golf together, y'all just get the deal. Yep. Oh, automatically you get the contract because you know the son of this person. So, man, when you start getting let into those circles, yeah. it's because you've increased your circle. I didn't have to leave people behind, but I, I'll bring whoever wants to come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Awesome. Right now, we got Brian Bean live on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. All right, bro, let's talk money. We want to know five simple ways to increase your net worth. I know that you talked about this before on social media, but can you break that down for the uh, viewers out there for us? Yeah, well, we call it a six-figure playbook, right? We refer to it actually as three up and three down. Now, I know that's six, but let me explain this to you. When you lower your taxes, because that's your biggest expense, it's not your cell phone, it's not your internet bill. Ladies, it's not him. Fellas, it's not her. I know y'all think those are your biggest expenses. What it really is, is your taxes. Um, If you have uh, a W-2, which is all it is, is a tax code for a job, then that means take my taxes off the top and pay the highest amount. Right. So what the, what the country does, Kenya, they try to confuse you with letters and numbers. W-2, 1099, Schedule C, Schedule K, 501C, 401K, 403B. All these are our tax codes. Right. So what happens is when you have a W-2, you're saying, I want to pay the most taxes. Well, the government and education systems and banks all got together many, many, many years ago and said, let's make sure everybody goes to school. Why? So we can teach them how to get a job. Why? So they can pay us more taxes. So when you lower the taxes, that's your first thing that you have to um, increase your cash flow with by getting the taxes down. The second thing is your debt. The government will help you get out of debt. People don't know that. The government will pay your debt off, but you got to have really? a home Yeah, yeah, but you got to have a home-based business. See, the government got you in debt, so the government should get you out of debt. Because you wouldn't be in debt if they didn't it take you out in right. taxes. You see? Right. When they took all your tax dollars, it automatically puts you in debt. Because if you make 50000 a year and the government takes eighteen. You now got to live off 32. So now what you do is you try to get back up to 50. So you borrow 18 and then you pay back 24. So the government and banks are in bed together. Is that what oh, yeah, yeah. So when you figure that out and lower your taxes and your debt, and then your third thing is your expenses. Now those three things automatically bring more cash flow in your pocket. Say what they try to do though, they try to confuse us and have us thinking that you can work your way to work. Well, yeah. work and wealth are not synonymous. Okay, give me some ones in the chat if y'all heard what I just said. Give me a whole bunch of ones. Work and wealth are not synonymous. I know plenty of people that are wealthy that don't work. I know plenty of people that work that are not wealthy. You got to get those three things down first. And the only way to do that is to start a home-based business so you can start playing by the rules of the wealthy. Now, the three things now have to go up. Your cash flow is up automatically because you got those three things down. Kenya, you got to get this. You didn't make an extra dime. What you did was you shifted the money that you already make. Uh, What we try to do is we try to go get a part-time job and people forget two jobs is for two people. Two jobs is for two people. If the first job didn't make it, you don't go get a second one. 
You got to change the strategy. Because yep. if you get a second job, all you're going to do is pay more tax. You got to change. And now you're taking away from your family still. So when you get your taxes, debt, and expenses down, you didn't make a dime yet. It's just that your cash flow automatically increased because more money stays with who? With you. Now we got to get your credit scores up so you can yep. stop paying for things two and three times. Yep. Right? Then we got to get your investments up so money can start working for you. And all that came because your cash flow is up. So we call it three up and three down and we make millionaires doing just that that's dope talking live to brian bean uh right now the uh founder and ceo of mentor to millionaires uh let's talk a little bit about um emotional intelligence um yeah kind of like um like the relative weight of uh in it, what, what 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 is it weight versus, weight importance versus yeah duration Okay. Yeah. So emotional intelligence is this. Let me just give you an example. I'll use since we're talking about finances, I'll give you all a good example. Here's what emotional intelligence is. We just we're about to hear Halloween. That's a billion dollar holiday in October. So there's a game that's about to be played. That's a billion dollar holiday where we celebrate ghosts and goblins. And the next thing you know, you got to go to the dentist because you gave your kids all this candy. So you're making everybody rich. I thought, you, I thought you were about to talk about Christmas. You're talking about Halloween. Yeah, because we're getting to Christmas now. Right. right. See, see, they get you. See, said they get you ready in October. They see, do. we can't jump to Christmas because the game begins right now. October 31st, Halloween, Thursday, Brown Thursday, Friday, Black Friday, Monday, Cyber Monday. All that in the middle is Thanksgiving, 24th of December, Christmas Eve, 25th, Christmas, 31st, New Year's Eve, 1st, New Year's, February 14th, Valentine's, March, Spring Break, April, Easter, May, Mother's Day, June, Father's Day. July 4th of July, August, back to school. September, Labor Day, October, Halloween. It's so every month. Every month. See, you see, you went straight to Thanksgiving. I got to show you that the game is being played yeah. all year long. Emotional intelligence is this. I'm not going to let capitalism keep me in a vicious cycle of buying things every month when I don't have enough money in my investment account to bring me my current lifestyle. See, one day you're not going to want to have to work. So what you got to do is say, wait a minute, why am I giving big business all my money? Why am I giving the government all my money? Why am I giving the banks all my money? And I could be a millionaire if I just had the money I was giving them. Wealthy people call it lost opportunity costs. When you calculate every dime you gave away trying to fool around with these holidays. And I'm, I'm and, and Kenya, I'm not being a Grinch. I'm just saying your assets should buy your toys. No doubt. I agree. I got my toys. Don't get me wrong. I got I got I got seven cars and four of them are classics. I got my toys. I got the 20 acres we're gonna talk about. I got a boat. I got all that cool stuff, you know, the lake the, or the pond and all that. But my assets purchased it. So emotional intelligence is the ability to pay yourself first. Pay yourself first so you can live the rest of your life off your residuals. Say that again. Pay yourself when? First, <laughs> you, did, you did the money. I don't know. I mean, you did the work. I don't know why we get paid last. Yeah. People say I get paid Friday. Said I said no. Your bills get paid Friday. Wow, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Brian being live with us right now, bro. You need your own TV show, man. When, when, when are we gonna get a TV show, bro? Because man, I'm man. telling you, this I, this right here, you are dropping gems, and you are our brother doing it too. Let me tell you yeah. something. It's coming for you, bro. I already see it. Well, for, I got a, I got an organization that's giving me my own TV show on their network. So it's going to roll out uh, probably before the end of the year. I will have my own TV show. I haven't told a lot of people that, but you heard it here first on yeah. Everybody Mad Live podcast. I got my own television show coming on a, on a um, internet on the internet network, which now is more popular than TV, powerful than TV. It really right? is. 
And then, Ken, you've been out to Bean Acres, man. I'm about to launch Pondcast. I'm going to be the first person in the country to launch the Pondcast at Bean Acres. I'm going to show people how to um, formulate, market, and monetize their life story. We're going to turn trials and tribulations into celebrations. So you guys got to come out to the pond, be part of my Pondcast, and I'm going to show you how to make money with your own life story. So look out for the TV show and the Pondcast in the next 90 days. No That's doubt. Cool. We're getting the exclusive right now. So give me exclusive. Yes. Next thing we definitely want to touch upon is something that I saw on your uh, on on Instagram to generate. You said to generate wealth, you must stop creating your own fires. Bean, what do you mean yeah. by that, bro? Yeah. So a lot of people create their own fires. Right. So here's what they do to distract yourself from staying focused. It, it's called self-sabotage to distract yourself from staying focused. What we do is we wake up every day and our goals and dreams are huge. Right. But our work ethic is small. So because we have a small work ethic, but we want everything in life, what we do is we wake up every day and we put out fires. Girl, you know, today I had to help such and such because, you know, she called me and her baby couldn't get home from school. So I had to pick him up. Now, you know, I got to go to this wedding uh, in two years, but we fitting everybody <laughs> the wedding in two years now, but we fitting everybody for their dress size and stuff now. And we're going to start rehearsing at the end of the month. And I'm also queen of the neighborhood committee. And then I'm chapter board member at church. And then, you know, I'm director of the choir. And then what we do is we wrap ourselves up in all of these responsibilities. And we wonder why we're struggling financially. I'm not saying church is not good. I'm not saying don't be PTA parent. I'm not saying don't coach your children. I did all of that. But I made sure that getting money out the way was just as important as being my son's coach. I made sure that getting money out the way was just as important as um, community involvement. What we try to do in this country is make it, we act like money is a, a bad thing. No, no, the worship of money is a bad thing. Yeah. You, as long as you're not hurting nobody and stepping on nobody and start believing that money's more important than life itself, it's not a bad thing. I've never seen a dollar bill uh, hurt anybody. So I, I tell people all the time, <laughs> dollar, bill on, dollar bill don't just jump out and say, give me your car. You know what I mean? Okay, right. So I tell people all the time, once we get money out the way, we can really start enjoying this thing called life. Now, what was your question again? Did I answer it? Yeah, that was it. That was it. So yeah. so, so, so the, the whole thing about generating wealth, you must stop creating your own fires. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. So, yeah, stop. Like I tell people all the time, people's plates are so full these days that they don't know where to begin. And that's why they're starving. Now, I want you to hear what I just said. People's plates are so full these days that they don't know where to begin. And that's why they're starving. So you ever seen a plate? Can you like full of food? You like. I don't know if I want to start with the macaroni and cheese or the, the, the vegetables or, you know, do I want to drink first or do I want to start with a barbecue chicken? Your place overwhelmed. You over, you overwhelmed. So that's why confused people do absolutely nothing. So the only thing we can do is sabotage our success and go out and create our own fires. So to distract us from what we really Ooh. need to do so we can keep making excuses about why we're not getting it done. Uh, mm. Kayla said that that's a bar right there. That yeah, yeah, that preach. And well, all right, so let's talk about me. Uh, let like <laughs> let's make the next five minutes about me because what you just said is exactly me. Uh, not that I can't hold it, but like, uh, all right. So so here's my life, Brian. All right, so I am um, professionally. So 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 my professional job because I'm a corporate preneur. Not professional job is uh, I'm, I'm the corporate uh, director of partnerships uh, and uh, member services at the Wright Museum, the, the uh, Charlie's Wright African-American Museum. So that's my corporate job. Nice. Um, that, that's what brings in the money. Nice. I also 
am a leader in my fraternity. I also do uh, stuff and I also have a business, a marketing agency that does, um, well, I have about five consistent clients who I'm always kind of doing work for. And most of the stuff is me. So when you said like putting out fires and like it's just running from thing to thing or whatever, how can I get out of that rut without releasing what I'm doing? But like, how is is that something what you help people learn how to do? Like you, yeah. like you want to do so many things and you have so many interests, which is what I do. But I don't know where to really kind of center my focus is on. And I want to re retire by the age of forty-five because I've yeah. said that like several times on the show. So I got two years, Brian. How right. can you help me in two years? Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I thought I thought that you were fifty. <laughs> That's why his mic went out. <laughs> exactly, because he lied. <laughs> Help no, me no, get no. out of my two-year. Like, what would you do for like someone like me? Like, 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 what sort of plan would you tell me to start doing? Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to set priorities, right? We have to set priorities. So, what we have to ask ourselves is, what is the value of my time right now? Everybody, put give me some tools in the chat if you feel that, right? What is the value of my time right now? So, you just said the most important thing. I want to retire by the time I'm forty-five. Now, here's what people miss it. If you are, are active in your fraternity, that's fine. But, and your, your frat might hate me for this, but I'm helping you with your goals. It's nothing wrong with shelving some of that involvement for two years so you can give back to the fraternity for the rest of your life. See, what you're trying to do is you're trying to retire, but you're trying to retire balanced. See, you, you're trying to retire, but you're doing it on a schedule that's not gonna allow you to do it in the next two years. That's just fact. What you have to do is become really, 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 really successful at one thing first. And that's what I did. I became really successful at network marketing first. I've been to the top of nine compensation plans. I've earned residual income and retired 24 years ago when I was 22. So I got known for network marketing. Then I started my training company. Now I'm about to launch my TV show. Now I'm about to launch my podcast. Now I have the 20 acres. So now everything else brings me money because I was really good at something first. If you want to retire in two years, and I'll talk about this when we get to some investment strategies, the best investment is you. Say I do like one deal. Okay. The best. Let me make it full, full screen. Full screen. Right. The, there you go. There you go. The best investment is you. So if the best investment is you, you got two kinds of equity, time and money. You got to put your time and money into you. Then once we get you off the job by doubling what your job pays you, now you can go back to the frat and say, look at what I've accomplished. You don't have to leave everybody alone. You just got to bring the people who want to come with you. That's My word, advice word. to you is put more of a priority on that business. If Okay, let me ask you this. Are you satisfied with what the five clients, not satisfied, but are you happy or content with what the five clients that you service? Are you happy with, they, with what they bring you financially? I am, but um, like, I think I do do need to find some balance so that I can be able to like really, really devote what I want to be able to devote to both sides. So like, so like what a lot of what you're saying right now is speaking to me because yeah. like a lot is going well, but like there's like like i'm afraid that it's like too much like i'm actually turning down uh clients and like i hate to turn down money that's because you're in the s quadrant so when you're self-employed the more successful you become that's what the s stands for right when you self-employed the more successful you become the worse it gets so you can't even service everybody or if you try the quality of your work starts to go down so right. what you need to do you're going to get that breaking point where you have to find an understudy like right now i'm hiring right i got some people i'm looking at right now to hire i've been saying that for a month 
Yeah, yeah, you got Yeah, you got to hire some people. So imagine if you turn five clients into twenty. Only you know what that revenue would bring, but you can't tell me that the profits from having twenty clients can't pay for an understudy that you're grooming in the business. Now you got your freedom coming. Now you got more money coming. But yep. most of us are afraid to let go because we're afraid that only I can do this. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in something where only you can do it, then we need to switch that up and learn how to automate it or find a team that can do it for you. Wow. Yep. Joined yep. by Brian Bean right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now I said that's the, that's the only way you're gonna retire in two years. You got to have leverage. You got to have leverage. Most people try to retire, but you you can't do it by yourself. Mm. That kind of goes back to one of the things I've always heard about good leaders, like good leaders always find a uh, succession plan, like like you never want to kind of have that leadership in a vacuum. Um, and I think that fits a lot for uh, corporations and companies and organizations. Uh, you never want to be the end all be all of everything like you want. Absolutely. Something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you go to work every day, the person that is that business or I won't call him your boss because I'm believing that term, but the person that hired you, HR, that business, they're leveraging you. You see what I'm saying? Because you're there doing a certain thing that brings a certain amount of revenue so they don't have to be there at certain times. You have to do that same thing in your business. Hire a certain person that'll bring in a certain amount of revenue so you don't have to be there at certain times. If not, you can forget retirement in two years because your business is going to bring you enough money to make investments as well that'll pay you capital gains and and dividends. Now that's when you start creating wealth for yourself when the money that you're making makes more money than you ever can working that's when you get wealthy i will say that like my investment strategy did kind of keep me over the uh, pandemic uh, like when uh, some uh, some of the clients kind of went down so like, i i do i do think that that's an important thing for us to talk about the investments uh well actually like do we want to talk about that now it's up to you guys yeah what yeah, you got for it yeah go ahead so five five investment considerations in your opinion yeah, so I'm not a tax advisor. Just so you know, I'm not a financial advisor. I've, I always tell people I'm not giving you investment advice. I got to throw that disclaimer out there. I'm not allowed to sell or advise or recommend, but I can educate. I'm not licensed. I choose Are not you to. doing that today, man? Right, right. So here's the learning. <laughs> so here's the reality. There, there are four quadrants when it comes to investing. You got something for the commoner. You got something for the conservative. You got something for the rich. And you got something for the wealthy. All the things that I invest in are on the rich and wealthy side. Everything that most people invest in are on the commoner or conservative side. Here's what a commoner does. A commoner puts their money in checking account, savings account, money market, CD. In other words, you had a banker who works a job tell you that you need to open up a checking account with bounce protection, which has a savings account. And oh, by the way, we have a CD. And oh, by the way, we have a money market account that pays 0.1% instead of 0%. Nothing. So what most of us do, Kenya, we put our money in what's called cash equivalents. Those are called cash equivalents. All right. That's not a recommendation of mine. Do I have a checking account? Yes. Do I have a savings account? Yes. But what's the purpose of it? Only to have auto drafts come out that pay my bills. That's it. Right. I only got a checking account, so I won't have no cash on it. If you think a checking account and savings account is where your investment should lie, then you need to take my course. Okay. Number two, <laughs> the conservative right. people invest in bonds, right? You know bonds by three things, the maturity date, the face amount, and the um, interest rate. The maturity date, the face amount, and the interest rate. How do you know a bond? Because a bond, the name of the bond tells you what you're investing in. You got a corporate bond, you're investing in corporations. If you got a municipal bond, you're investing in the county. If you got a mortgage bond, you're investing in mortgages. The name of the bond tells you what you're investing in. 
So when you have a bond, you're in the borrowing business, but you're the lender, but it don't pay a whole lot of interest okay. at all. Okay. Now that's the quadrants one and two. I tell people the poor or common and conservative invest in checking account, savings account and bonds. Cause that's, those are products that you were sold. Mm. Wealthy people, rich and wealthy people invest in stocks, preferably pre-IPO and IPO. I'm not saying you can't get wealth in the secondary market. The secondary market is when you see the ticker going across the bottom of your screen that everybody watches, green, up, red, mm. down. That's the secondary market. By the time it hits the ticker, most people are already billionaires and millionaires. You're buying it at a higher value by the time it hits the ticker. Write this down. You, your first goal should be to become what's called an accredited investor. That's everybody's first goal watching this uh, pod, podcast right now. Become an accredited investor. 250000 a year or be a millionaire not including your home. That's the definition of an accredited investor. Now, said, why is that important? Because now brokerage firms can let you in on things that non-accredited people can't get in on. Mm. So can you, by law, a broker can't even call you and let you know about IPO and pre-IPO and certain investments if you're not accredited. Mm. Now, let me hurt your feelings real quick. Everybody, don't, don't kill me for this, but here's the truth, can you? What they want you to believe is that they're protecting you. Hey, listen, grandma, don't put in your hard-earned savings. Grandpa, you can't get in on IPO and pre-IPO because you're not a millionaire and you don't make 250000 a year. These things are risky. Well, let me ask you a question. If grandma and grandpa can't get in and the average person can't get in, then what you're really saying is poor people can't play. Mm -hmm. But they hide it behind you have to be accredited because it's risky. So let me make sure I understand. I can't get the stock when it's $2, but I can buy it when it's $84. <laughs> see, grump, see, right. see, when the ticker goes across the bottom of the screen, grandma can buy it then. You understand? They, mm -hmm. They're not worried about her savings when it's $84 and then it jump up to 85 and grandma made a dollar per share and she can't afford but two shares. Right. So her, so her investment went up by $2. But grandma, so make sure I got it. Grandma can't get in the game when it's $2 because it's too risky. But it's not too risky when it's $84. Got it. So everybody has, you see, you see the game they play? So everybody has to be what's called accredited to get certain calls from certain brokers to get in on certain deals. Two, a quarter of a million a year annually or a millionaire not including home. Now the doors open to some serious investments. Okay. So we're talking live to Brian Bean uh, right now on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. So we're talking about investments. Um, so is this just for like stocks or or are we uh, kind of applying that to like some of the newer uh, trading opportunities like crypto and that sort of right. thing? Well, that's why crypto was created. So I'm going to give you and we're going to talk about crypto. I'm going to get to the um, to the, um, the what I just talked about was IPO and pre-IPO. That's in the stock game, right? Now, again, nothing wrong with the secondary market. And what I tell people is this, shop or invest where you buy. There's no need, no reason you have Air Jordans and you don't have no Nike stock. I say that all the time. How you got a PlayStation, you not, how you got a PlayStation 3, 4, and 5, and you're not investing in Sony? How you so, got internet and don't have Com Com Comcast or something? Right. 
So invest where you shop. You obviously believe in it enough to be a consumer. Why don't you believe in it enough to have some stock in it? But the five investment considerations are in what's called the fourth quadrant. That's the wealthy quadrant. See, everything else, guys, is only valuable because we trust it. In other words, I give you this dollar and you'll take it because what? You can do something with it, but it's really just paper. Does that make sense? You can yeah. take a dollar bill. If, if everybody stopped believing in it, then your dollar's worth what? Worth nothing. The only things that make the only thing that makes this dollar valuable is your belief that somebody will take it, right? But this wealth quadrant, real estate, tangible, commodities, tangible, collectibles, tangible, fine art, tangible, oil, tangible, gold tangible real estate tangible your business tangible see even stocks and bonds and the dollar is paper it has to have trust attached to it that's why it has in god we trust on it but real estate gold cattle um fine arts collectibles people wonder why i have so many cars i told you four of them are classics a 58, a 61 Bentley, a 58 Ford Convertible Thunderbird, a 66 Mustang. These things every year, Kenya, I can't even drive them without somebody pulling up. I give you cash right now. Mm. Now, when I'm in my when I'm in my um, BMW, don't nobody pull up and say, you let me pull that 61 Bentley out. I can't even get up the street. You see, mm -hmm. because it's, it's a collectible. So the investment and considerations should all be in the wealth quadrant. They're called real assets. Now, here's what crypto did. Crypto showed people and showing the world that we really have the power because somebody came along with some technology and said, this coin is valuable because we say so. See, it's all your belief. Oh, better yet, this coin is also valuable because we say so. Oh, by the way, I got another coin that's valuable because we say so. And when the blockchain was invented, now those transactions can happen without the banks and government having to say anything. Yep. Now watch what happened. Now they're trying to get in on it. Of course. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to regulate now. They're trying to regulate it. Don't go out here and lose your shirt because there's some horrible ones out there too. But I tell people all the time, there's a there's a, a shift happening right up under our nose where governments are now getting in on something that the people created. So what does that tell you? The people have always had the power. We give our power up. And that's why I wake up every day, Kenya, and I do conference calls and I do webinars and I do conferences like the clip you showed, Game Changer, where I bring people together and show you just how powerful you are if you would just stop giving your money away. Mm. Mm. You gotta, mm. you're taught at an early age, give your money away. They catch you when you're most vulnerable. In college, here's a credit card, here's a student loan. I work with clients. We put, we put your information in our software and I have a staff of experts, right? I don't do this personally. Our company has a staff of experts. You put your information in, you'll, it'll tell you, you'll be out of debt in 833 years because of your student loans. <laughs> 833? 833 years, you'll be out of debt. 
We give them a plan. We raise their credit score. We flip the algorithm around. We show them some real assets. They'll be out of debt in seven years if they go with the plan that our experts put them on and the real assets that we show you. Land, real estate, private reserve accounts, how to become your own bank. These are things I teach every single day. And you know, most people won't listen. Like you got 35,000 view uh, uh, of subscribers on YouTube. Um, and um, obviously you look like you're doing conferences and like you're speaking to people, you have your clients that you have now. Um, I, like, I wanna know, like what's the most hard headedest thing that you try and beat through people's head that they still don't get? Let me tell you what it is. I'm gonna tell you, the, the, let me tell you the reason people don't get it, why they're so hard headed. Because as you get older, you have to do what's called, you have to go through what's called admission. Okay, admission. And what admission means, and it's not a bad thing, but I have to show people that what you've been thinking for the past 30 years is wrong. was wrong. Hmm. <laughs> so what people would rather do, Kenya, they rather stand on wrong. Uh-uh, I got a 401k. You don't even know, 401k was invented in like the 80s and 90s. It's, it's not old at all, okay? You don't even know the rule of 72, that you should get double digit returns. You don't even know that your credit card, a $5,000 balance, the bank will make $6,000. You will pay back 11 because you went on a trip to Disney World 10 years ago and you paid for that trip two and three times. <laughs> you, you don't even know. You don't even know that your house and your social security number or your apartment, you were born a sole proprietor. So I wake up every day and I got to fight the big four. I got to fight the government, what they teaching you. I got to fight the banks and what they teaching you. I got to fight big business and what the commercial showing you. And I got to fight inflation, which is the cost of living going up every day. And with COVID, we're right now in what's called hyperinflation, right? Which is more dangerous than inflation because of COVID. So yeah. I got to fight, say to answer your question, I got to fight the big four. And the hardest thing about my business is getting you to see that it's not your fault. You just were taught something for 20 years that benefited somebody else. Yeah. Now it is your fault if now you know better and you still look at me and go, he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He don't know what he's talking about. I'm gonna pay high taxes and get a refund. I'm gonna stay in debt and pay for things two and three times. I'm not gonna worry about inflation because the prices are getting higher. So that means your value, your dollars dropping. And I'm not gonna worry about big business because I'm gonna get my kids something for Christmas. They deserve it. I understand <laughs> all of that. But why don't you invest in yourself first so you can wipe out all four of those things at the same time? No doubt. Joined yeah. by Brian Bean live right now on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Hey, Bean, I got a question for you, man. Um, I have been in a debate with uh, one of my friends about whether or not they should lease or buy a car. Mm. Um, I have buy. an opinion on that, and I, I say buy, uh, but they, they want to stick to the lease. Well, you tell me because you're the professional. Should people lease or buy their car? That's a great question, man. Honestly, the word buy is subjective because I don't believe in buying new cars. See, what people have to remember, there's always some wealthy person, really wealthy, who wants to get a new car every year. So you're supposed to eat his depreciation. So let's 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 think about this for a minute. If I get a 2021 and the 2022 comes out, automatically my 2021 is old. Well, all kid, y'all was changed the blinker. It's, it's it's yellow now instead of red. That's all, all, all they did was put a new reflector. That's it. You pull up the two cars side by side. Okay, you got the twenty two. I'm rocking my twenty one, and I, and I got it for way less because of your twenty two. So when we say buy a car, 
I honestly believe that people should purchase with cash what they can afford. But big mm. business got you thinking that if you drive that Honda Civic, your friends got you thinking that you look like a scrub in your Honda Civic. See, Kenya, I drove a Toyota Corolla. Club. Yeah, I drove a Toyota Corolla and borrowed my friend's uh, uh, Honda for five years. But guess what? Many, many years later, I had the convertible Porsche. I had a white, I had a black one. I had the white one. I'd had, I'd had the exotic toys, and I got exotic toys now. But I bought cars that I could afford with cash. Yeah. Both a lease and a purchase, if they're new, have a note. And anytime you have a note, the bank is getting interest. And anytime the bank is getting interest, they're making money off your money. Anytime somebody making money off your money, they can come back and get your stuff. So a lease argument would be, well, I'm not gonna own the car anyway. So guess what? Why am I trying to pay it off? I get this. I get the argument of a lease person. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm get rid of it every single year. I can ball out of control, lease it, and give it back. I get the argument. Depends on what your priorities are. A car note person says, "Well, why would you lease a car and you'll never ever own it?" I say, "Why don't you get something that you can afford to pay cash for and drive that and forget what everybody say?" Because both a lease and an owner, I mean, a lease and a note have a payment attached to them. Mm. So that might be a little twist, but I say neither. I say go mm. save up your money and buy a car with cash. But you don't want to do that because then you can't, you can't drive your little funky Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's See, let, real. Me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something, Kenya. Just because you can afford the car note doesn't mean you can afford the car. Mm. See, everybody can afford the mm. note. 519, 481. But let me let me mess everybody up. Do you know if you took 519 and instead of giving it to Lexus, you put that in an interest-bearing account, get 9, 10, 12%. I hope the Lexus that you're going to get rid of anyway was worth it for them four or five years when you could have had $200,000. Wow. Old funky Lexus. But you got a, you got old funky Lexus. See? Right. So what people don't realize is called the future value of money. Nothing wrong with toys. I'm not being a hypocrite. But I built my business first and I went ahead and just and just drove what I could afford until now I can afford pretty much any car I want. Hmm. So until my son has a million dollars in his investment account, what am I doing riding around with a car note? Yeah. That's just me. Bruh, you were dropped. I mean, I'm with you 100 percent. I'm with you 100 percent. We have to learn the future value of money. Have to definitely yep. have to. One yep. more thing too. I got a whole bunch of questions. I know we're running over time. Say I do too. Gonna, but go, 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 go hey man, that just means I got to come back to episode 75. That's all. I know. I know. Be. I know. <laughs> I, I got so one more question. One more question. Yeah. Um, about when, especially that you see this in the black community a lot when someone loses a loved one and then they inherit a, a whole bunch of money. What do you recommend people do with that lump sum? Because I have friends that say, well, you know, I'm going to try to open up, a, you know, black folks, good for opening up a club. <laughs> you know, we always want to open up a nightclub. We always want to open up a little wing joint. Shouts out to the ATL. But I mean, what's what's the smartest thing to do if you're getting a lump sum of about like, you know, 50 to $100,000 for some, you know, it's some people might be, you know, 20 to 30, you know, what, what should people do when they inherit money from a loved one's death well see that's a, that question requires a lot more information i know what you're asking but the answer man honestly is it depends 
It depends on their current situation. If they've been investing for quite some time and their investment strategy is rock solid, then they should take that money and invest in private business and add private business to their portfolio. If they have not been investing for quite some time, then the worst thing they can do is start a private business because now you don't have no emergency fund. You don't have no miniature emergency fund. You don't have what's called a true emergency fund. You have no investment account. So let me give you an example. Let me just say this real quick. Mm -hmm. You need to do four things. One, make sure you have a miniature emergency. A miniature emergency is $3,000 cash that you can touch at all times. Everybody watching this podcast should have a miniature emergency. $3,000 cash you can touch at all times. There's not a lot of small problems that you can't handle with three grand. Refrigerator, three grand. Compressor, AC unit, three grand. Furnace, three grand. Hot water heater, three grand. Transmission in your car, three grand, huh? Baby mama, three grand. Baby mama. 1500 no, I'm just joking. Three grand, right? So you got three grand that you can touch at all times. Your true emergency is your lifestyle multiplied by six. So all your expenses times six is a true emergency. I recommend that you put your true emergency in some type of mutual fund because you can have access to it within 48 to 72 hours into a mutual fund. That's better than checking because at least you're getting a higher rate of return. But you can get it. It's not in your 401k where they hit you over the head if you touch it. You see what I'm saying? It's not in your investment account where they hit you over your head or your retirement account. If you your IRA, if you touch it, put it in a nice mutual fund, get a higher rate of return in one percent. But six months of your lifestyle, your expenses multiplied by six. Right now, you need an investment account of some type. You need to be lending these corporations money. That's all an investment account is, right? So when you have a mutual fund, you can click on the word composition. It's public information. T. Rowe Price, Vanguard, all these companies have mutual funds. You click on composition, you see Nike in there. You see Walmart in there, right? You see uh, Amazon in there. All these billion dollar companies y'all look up to, they borrowing money from you. Y'all ain't ready for me, man. I, I'll give y'all my number to text me for more information. But y'all, <laughs> if you text, just, just, just text get mad, okay? To 678-632-3914. Get mad. Wow. And I'll show what everybody. I'll put it up on the screen. What? It, yep, what get it? mad. That means, it came, that means they came from y'all show. Get mad, right? 678-632-3914. 6-3-9-1-4. And, I, and I'll show everybody how our experts help them with all this stuff, right? And 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 you got to have an investment account, right? And then finally, you need to have a private business. So if I get a lump sum of money, I'm gonna make sure if nothing else, I have my own private business. I'm not gonna take my whole fifty thousand and put it in the stock market because then I just took my inheritance and then told somebody else that their business was more valuable than mine, right? See, I'm a big proponent in a home-based business where you invest in yourself and I can show everybody how to do that. And I can show we have the whole staff and different companies to help you market that as a a speaker and trainer. I I help you um, understand that and I have conferences every three months and four months to help you uh, believe that. So we have a whole community and a whole support system that will sweep you into a home-based business where we educate people on the power of it and then show you how to make money every day, every week, every month and every quarter. Every day, yeah. Mm. So we talked a little bit about well, well, most of our discussion has, has been about personal finance and that sort of thing. But you also uh, do services to a lot of corporations uh, who need some uh, help because they've kind of gotten stuck in their uh, presentation and that sort of thing. Yeah, before COVID, so I own a training series called Instincts, and Instincts is where we t- I take animals: the jaguar, the brown bear, the black bear, the ant, the hunting bee, the honeybee, uh, ducks. Believe it or not, was my most recent animal. 
Um, um, the jaguar. People think the lion is the king of the jungle. It's really the jaguar. A lion don't want to see no parts of no jaguar at, ever, at all. Really? At, at all. Do your research. Uh, the rhino. A, a, a jaguar will tear a lion to shreds. That's why lions hunt in packs. They need each other. A jaguar don't need no help at all. A jaguar can crush your skull, can crush bones with his jaw, his jaw capacity. Mm. Okay. So my, my whole point is I teach these animal instincts and how animals survive out in the wild. So companies are hire me to come in. Um, I've trained for AFLAC. I've trained for government agencies, the Judication Review Board, um, lawyers in five different five different states hire me to come in and train twice a year. Um, the government as well. So I teach these philosophies that animals use in their day to day life to survive. And how have you adopted that same philosophy, how you can survive? How a silverback gorilla deals with the stress of having his own children trying to kill him, right? How a hummingbird never visits the same flower twice because it does, it knows what flowers it's already visited. Never visit flowers that have no nectar. Okay. In other words, you need to stop working with people that have no energy. Mm. No. See, I convert these things, right? A rhino has birds on his back. They're his companions to pick off the parasites that's leeching off you. Mm -hmm. Who are the parasites in your life and who are the birds you need to have that's got your back? You got mm -hmm. the friendship between the parasites and the birds. You understand? Uh, uh, I mean, a jaguar literally has one species. The same jaguar in Brazil is the same jaguar you will see in um, um, Argentina. Why? Because it never ever changed its DNA. What that means is we all came together and treated each other with the same love and respect and acted like one. Where, how much further could this world be if we were like the Jaguar who stayed the same? I don't mean you don't need to change, but stayed the same as far as its ability to adapt, but stay true to itself. Yeah. Mm. You see, a cheetah has a long tail because it changes direction. Are you stuck in one spot? Or are you are you willing to change to get the things that you want? So I got like 18 animals that I train on and I teach people how to get their mind right and money comes easy. Wow. So like uh Christy said, y'all ain't ready for being <laughs> they ain't ready, man. You've been dropping dimes so like we we like we intended to just really just talk to you for about 20 minutes and like the whole show was hey. just just in. But I, man, I appreciate it. Because, no, yeah, not at all. No, 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 no. You gotta, yeah. Like we want to keep this going. Yeah, we definitely do. Well, well, let's talk, man. Uh, uh, congratulations on Bean Acres. Tell everybody about your latest acquisition, Bean uh, Acres. Man, check y'all out. Y'all got the footage. Look at you, Kenya. Okay, this, I see you. This is how we do, brother. This is how y'all roll, man. Hey, y'all gotta come to the podcast. So you guys saw that that pond in the back. Um, I was blessed enough to purchase twenty acres. Um, my neighbor is ludicrous. If that thing keep going, y'all will see ludicrous mansion over there in a second. That's definitely not it. I renovated that house. So <laughs> you guys can come and stay in a two bedroom, one bath on 20 acres. Uh, that house looks totally different now. This is, oh man, it's back in the day before we changed it up. Um, and we have four wheeler trails. We have bass, brim, catfish and crappie. We have nature trails that you can walk. Of course you can fish. Um, it's a, it's a, oh, there you go. Now you're showing the big boys around me, right? That's a 26,000 square foot mansion. Um, an NFL player owns that to my right. Ludacris is in my backyard. Denzel Washington's son lives across the street. And I'm building my dream home right there in the middle of those four giants. Kind of keeps me humble. So until then, I'm renting the house out for corporate retreats. Um, if you guys just want to get away for the winter, 
It's been totally, totally, it's, it's been gutted and revamped. You can go back there and, and uh, fish. We're doing um, themes, right? We're going to have, um, I have three dating stations where you can sit in the swing and the water is facing you and you can be with your boo. Y'all bring your food out there. And I got Bluetooth and all the trees. Um, I have three stations that you can rent out. You can rent the house out itself. Um, I, I mean, you name it. We got NFL football night. We got the big, big blow up jumbotron screen. We got drive in movie night where you can pull in in the back. Kenya had over 100 people there this past Saturday and a lot of them didn't even see each other. Park, they all parked in the front yard. Wow. A hundred people parked in the front yard and nobody had to say, who, who, who in the Honda? Uh, we need you to, we, somebody find a person in the Honda. A hundred people pulled in and a hundred people pulled out and a lot of them didn't even see each other at the same time. Oh, wow. That's insane. I, I had, yeah. I had the opportunity said to check out Bean Acres, uh, invited out, but it was amazing, bro. You know, just to see everything, just to trust me, people, if you're in the Atlanta area, all the people that are watching us, anytime you come to Atlanta, you got to come out to Bean Acres. It is an experience. We were on the four wheelers. It, it was it was so much fun, man. Truly an experience, brother. Yeah, man. I got two more trails since you came, Kenya. I can't take everybody on the four wheelers because everybody can't handle it. But once I saw that you did you did a good job on the elementary track, now I, I got to come back and show you the PhD, then the, the masters and PhD track. So yeah, everybody can't ride the four wheelers, but everybody can fish. I'm opening up. Uh, I'll have a tree house in a in a year or so where you can um, rent the treehouse out as well. I'll have um, glamping stations. Y'all know about glamping? Oh, glamping, yeah. glorified camping, right? Um, I'll have fundraisers for battered and abused women. I'm, I'm really, really uh, involved in the vintage car community with the cars and stuff that I have. They attract a lot of attention. And when you see 20 or 30 of us in the front yard, we're gonna do fundraisers and, and um, I'm developing mentor programs. I just talked to one of my former principals who now is over all of Fulton County security here in Atlanta. So we're gonna teach kids how to come out and have different life skills. Um, we're, gonna have, we're gonna sponsor certain schools in the community and teach the kids agriculture. I'm gonna have a petting zoo. I'm not responsible for animals, but if you want to uh, bring the kids, we'll have animals out there that they can learn from and feed. I mean, 20 acres, bro. It ain't the biggest thing in the world, but it's more than you can. It's like a, I own my own park. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's well, pretty great. Well, definitely, truly, we are definitely proud of you. Before you leave, tell everybody, I want you to leave everybody with something. Um, success. Everybody wants success, but what's keeping people from obtaining success, in your opinion, Brian Bean? One thing, man, one thing is keeping people from uh, obtaining success, and it's your past. It, it, it's your past. Certain people said certain things to you, and I teach this ironically with the duck, right? It's called sublimation. A duck, a baby duck, mimics the first thing it sees. The first thing it encounters, it mimics. So hopefully that's his mother. It's called sublimation. So what happens is somebody says something to you when you were little, and you don't know it, but you're still holding on to it. And can you, it took me therapy to understand this. I, I went to a therapist to understand why I was having certain thoughts. And, and um, I got to a point where I was about to knock a few people out. And it, it started to manifest itself. So I had to go to therapy to say, wait a minute, I'm the most positive person I know. Why am I about to chuck this dude? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? So, so it was a few business deals where I felt like people were screwing me. And when I went to therapy and started unveiling, because that's what life was about, removing veils and seeing why you think the way you think, your past is a direct reflection of where you are today. Your future is a direct reflection of where you are now. So if you know for a fact that your past where you are today is because of your past and where you'll be tomorrow is because of your uh, current situation, then really all that matters is now. 
Think about it. I'll end with this. I tell people, tomorrow, you'll be calling today, yesterday. Got it? Yeah. Yesterday, you were calling today, tomorrow. So if yesterday, today was tomorrow, and tomorrow, today will be called yesterday, really, there is no yesterday, and there is no tomorrow. You are where you are today because of decisions you made in your past, and you're going to be where you're going to be tomorrow because of decisions you make today. So really, today is all that matters, but we live in our past. So God made your windshield bigger than your rear view for a reason. But most people drive looking through the rearview mirror, and that's why they wreck. Mm. You supposed that's to be right there. Yeah, you supposed to be looking forward. So your biggest mistake is 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 your past still controlling you? Things that people said to you, your own self sabotaging, your limiting beliefs, your lack of vision. I never had money, so I'm never gonna have money. If God meant me to have money, then I would have some money. See all of that self talk. It wasn't until I changed my circle. That my life went through the ceiling. I would not have owned 20 acres hanging with the folks I was hanging around before. Mm. I ain't even started thinking about 20 acres until I saw somebody that got 300. You see what I'm saying? So right, right. it's all perspective. Wow, wow. Again, Again this is Divine Beam. Brother, we really appreciate your time, man. We're not going to hold you up. Tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Hey, What's man. Social media handles. If you want, my social media handles are all Ryan. N Bean, B-R-I-A-N, it's on the screen. N as in never ask me what my middle initial stands for. <laughs> Bean, B-E-A-N-E. <laughs> we'll go with that. We're going to go with Ryan. <laughs> That's Facebook. Please um, subscribe on my YouTube channel. I drop some nuggets, at least two nuggets every other day. Um, my Instagram, you know, I'm trying to give them a little followers up. I think I got three now. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, Text me 678-632-3914 and just say, get mad. That means I found you here or somebody recommended you here and I'll sort through it for people that may have sent you. And add Bean Acres if it's something you want to take a tour of. If you're in Atlanta, add Bean Acres to that text and I'll take you on a tour and you can rent it out because this bad boy is officially ready in less than two weeks. So come fishing with us. Come hang with us. You can stay there as well. And if you want to get away, man, we call it in touch, but out of reach. You 10 minutes from the airport, but you pass by it every single day and just don't know that that's your boy in the cut. Mm-hmm. All right. That's dope. That's what it is. Again, this is Brian Bean. Brother, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Shouts out to everybody that's been rocking with us. We still got more show left, but we got to say goodbye to Bean. Bro, I really, really, I, I, I'm speechless right now, man. I, mean, I do too, man. I, like, and that's rare because Sam be running his mouth all the time. So to, 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 keep, to get Sam speechless, it's like, what? Nice to meet you, Sam. I'm so proud of both of you guys, man. Hey, Kenya, we got to show the world at Westlake High School. Cam Newton and Pac-Man are not the only two people that went to Westlake High School. You, you know what I'm Kenya, saying? You got myself. You got um, uh, my boy, Monty uh, Woodard. You got uh, my girl, uh, Donnie Wiggins. You got plenty of people from Westlake representing and doing their thing. Influences all across the country. Kenya's a radio personality. I'm a motivational speaker. We got some football players, but Westlake stand up. Class of 93. What's up? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Stay blessed, man. Take care. All right. See y'all soon. All right. That's what I was um, talking about. It was dope, man. Yeah. And, and like this... Like probably out of seventy four shows, no other show has fit 
more with what I what I needed to hear um, and that sort of thing, because I am kind of going through that, uh, like trying to figure out like how the personal mixes with the professional and how to kind of increase and how to scale up and that sort of thing. So, yeah, like, man, I love that he dropped some some definite nuggets for us. Uh, we still got more, more show. We're going to talk about um, uh, Eddie Winslow is in the news about his little uh, situation. We're going to talk about that. And we got the uh, reality recap with Shorty coming up as well. But uh, we gonna uh, got a couple more stories to get to, and then we'll uh, share that with you. Okay, well, um, if you haven't heard by now, Dr. Dre got a big surprise while trying to bury his grandmother this past Monday out in L.A. How's about his ex-wife, Nicole Young, actually served him with divorce papers? <laughs> now, that's super petty. You know, like, because right now, I mean, because here's the reality. You know, she's she's supposed to be getting millions, hundreds of millions of dollars from this divorce right now. She will. And, and, and what happened was the people came served him while he was burying his mom now there's been talk about like whether he was served outside like while he was burying his grandmother at the gravesite wasn't in the parking lot it doesn't matter it was it was during the funeral service of his grandmother at the graveyard you know so it wasn't cool but we're gonna follow this story it's just it's super messy right now though it's super i mean messy. at the end of the day he married her and that's that's his wife uh that he chose to marry and and marriage is and and divorce is about business and this is what it is. Like, he, yeah, he's he he's probably done some real shady stuff to Nicole. With Eve, uh, well, absolutely, and and let's not forget Dr. Dre's past. Now, used to beat the hell out of Michelle A. Either I think a lot of people tend to forget that. And this is this is coming from Michelle A. So I guess I gotta say alleged. But you know, I think that what goes around comes around. Maybe right. his day is still coming. Who knows? You know what I mean? But when you when you put that energy out like that, it always comes back to you some way somehow. That's just it the does. law. Of, that's the law of life. No sympathy for him, though. None. You know, some real sad news to report. There's an actress by the name of Dorothy Steele uh, who actually got her career started in the industry, in the acting industry, at the age of 88. You know her from films like um, Jumanji Next Level and Black Panther. She was also in Palms in her last film, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, which is filming right now down here in Atlanta. Uh, she's in that one, too, but she actually passed uh, this past week. There she is right there. Um, so, and she has that memorable Hi. face because you remember. We're not challenged today. Hi. Yeah, it was real cool too, and and I think it's just 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 a reminder that because I think she started when she was like eighty eight years old uh, as an yeah. actress. Uh, yeah. So it's never too late for you. It's never too late to start whatever you want to do. Just it is. It's, it. it's never too late. Hey, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button if you're watching us on Facebook. Make sure that you check us out. We're here. Every Thursday at 8 o'clock, Everybody Mad Live podcast, we cover everything, politics, entertainment, sports, whatever you want, we got it, and it's all from a black male perspective. We want you to rock with us every Thursday right here live at 8 o'clock. Right now, it's time for Reality Recap with the homie Shorty, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Shorty, what's happening? Yo, what's going on, fellas? When I say I'm so inspired by Mr. Bean... Yes. Yeah, I, I, got, I got, I my soul is full. So yeah, good show, guys. Good show, brother. We really appreciate. It. Okay, let's get to it, man. What is going on with the homie Darius McQuarrie and transgender reality star Sydney Star? Because the word is, <sighs> is that they kicking it. I'm gonna make sure I use the words allegedly. Um, so so we know Sydney Star. She's the transgender diva, self-proclaimed. Um. She's 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 released some photos about with her and Darius McQuarrie. Now it's an alleged 
relationship going on. But Darius McQuarrie, better known as Eddie Winslow, shut it down. He's actually engaged, but we all know Sydney Star is messy. She targets these guys. Um, we know Chingy's most famous story from Sydney Star mm-hmm. kind of ruined. Let's his play the video to get some context because this might actually might be new to some folks. Uh, so let's play the okay. video that that uh, Sydney run a, Star run the clip. I see lip on lip. Right, that part. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let's play it one more time. It's only 15 seconds. <laughs> I ain't I won't see what I'm I wanted to see. Yeah, you gotta see it though. So clearly that's him. Yes. And, and there the is clearly. some actual lip lock. Yeah. I ain't trying to start no stuff. Now here here's my here's my scoop on that. If you're a straight man, you shouldn't do suspect things where people will look at you with a side eye. Now, you came out and you denied the rumors. You shut it down that there's not no relationship. But yet we got video that we like to call receipts and your actions are suspect. So now us in the real world, now we're questioning what's really going on with Eddie Winslow. And we all know Sydney Starr is good for this kind of thing you know what i'm saying um, and i feel like eddie winslow you kind of put yourself in a compromising position you didn't expect for these receipts to be out here and now they are i'm not well, saying yeah, that you're gay. so let's play the response play the response you normally like pay attention to rumors i'm not in all that with the small minds discuss other people um mediocre minds discuss um ideas and um, great minds discuss how to change the world. So while you're busy discussing me, I'm trying to figure out how to change the world for you. Anyway, I'm sitting here with my mama. Hi. How are you? Mama, don't talk to them. They're rude. They're rude. Don't, 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 spin the camera a little bit. Spin the camera a little bit. Get a better face. Better face? Okay, mama. Yeah, that's very good. got a better face on it, right? Okay. Okay. Here we Good. are. There we are. There Everybody's right favorite there. TV. Yeah. Y'all, listen. Y'all, this, this is. I'm, I'm with the baby. I'm with my mama. We eating lunch. <laughs> listen. We eating oxtails. We eating oxtails. We eating good. We eating oxtails. Some listen, peas y'all. and rice. Well, y'all are discussing these rumors that aren't true. We eating. And they aren't true either. They are. <laughs> they are not true. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, but but I will say this. What are we in high school? You gonna tell me who I can be friends with? Who I can't hang out with? Huh? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm I'm really five years from fifty. So I mean, if I wasn't with my mama, I would really be saying this a whole other way. But I'm being respectful because my mama right here. You gotta be. Yes, ma'am. Being anyway, good. we love you guys. Okay. Love you guys. However, the thing about that is there is still a video with you kissing a transgender woman. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with it, get it how you live it. If you enjoy right. it, I like it, I love it. However, you gotta think about the image that you projecting. Now you gotta come back and defend a video that you're clearly in, that you're clearly were a part of to say, I'm not with it. But now we sitting here like, well, there's video that clearly says that you are. Right. So my thing is this, straight fellas. Everybody is human, everybody is different. Everybody ain't everything ain't for everybody. However, if you support the movement for the LGBT community, then be a supportive supporter. 
don't dibble and dab and then have to come back and defend your actions. Because now I'm looking at you with a side eye. And that's just what it is. If you don't want people talking about you, oh, they calling me gay. But you got these actions on video that says that you are or that you dibble and dabble. Well, you know, and the campaign you know, going on because um, this uh, is his after wife, this, his, yeah. his fiance. Oh, where, where's the sign? Shut up, kids. I'm just curious. And this here's his fiance. That's what I'm talking about. But then she's kissing other women. I mean, they just different. I mean, so, so I, I mean, it is 2021. Get it how you live it. But when you on the platform, you kind of about you kind of got to be aware of the image that you're projecting. If you don't want to defend nothing that you're doing, don't get caught doing it. Well, okay, but let's talk about when um, Malik Yoba came out and was saying that he was into trans women, but he was a straight dude. He's can Darius just be like you said? Darius is a straight dude that likes transgender women. And but the thing with Malik Yoba, he owned it. He didn't have to come back and defend no actions. Wasn't no lost footage that appeared out of nowhere. With Darius, it's it's kind of it's kind of different. Like you you got this fiance, y'all on film kissing. But me, somebody who's watching now, I question: Is that your beard? Mm. <laughs> well, um, we had a comment from Marnita. She said uh, he, uh, she, well, she reminded us that he messed around with Kieran Steffens uh, back yeah. in the day. Uh, Superhead, so, true. So, like, it, it, I think um, like that's wild sex. That's wild right. sex. That's right. that's so, a like, lot you, of different. Exactly. Reasons. So you in anything? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, oh, we got video of of Lil Boosie. Uh, he had a comment. Bitch. <laughs> Good evening. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, my girl, Garcelle Bouvier. Okay, so here's my thing Garcelle Bouvier is the first African American castmate for Housewives of Beverly Hills. Here's my thing. They've never had an African-American castmate, which I was fine with. But when they said we're going to get one, we're going to choose Garcelle. Granted, I don't follow Garcelle. I know her from Jamie Foxx, like I'm sure the rest of you do. So when I thought Beverly Hills Housewives, she must be an Oreo. You know, like like to be able to mingle with that type of cast. However, once I watched the season, Garcelle has been really laid back and reserved. She ain't letting that this sister girl come out. And I think the the other castmates, they don't know how to take that. They say she don't say enough. They say she's not direct. But if she was direct and gave you Nene leaks, mm. that would change the whole story. Yeah. Mm. You it feel me? So like, so so I think the they, cast, it does seem like it's kind of difficult to be like a black woman on exactly the because no these, because no shade. Like, look, like look at her disposition like even in that exactly time. like she she really doesn't fit which that's fine because this is beverly hills housewives we're talking about these are our rich karens of the world and you can tell they don't really finagle with with the black girls so to put garcelle on that platform you know it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because now the karens are kind of grouping together and making her a target but one thing black Instagram and Black Twitter and all of that, they're not going for it. Garcelle, we got your back. Don't let them girls play you. Because the thing is, 
they play kitty cat with each other. So now that that drama has died down, because last season, Dorit was into it with Kyle and the rest of the girls. Now that that drama has simmered down, now we got Garcelle as the target for Dorit. Dorit, you just really need to be quiet because you were the target on your first season. I did watch. You were the target and you were caddy to the other castmates. And now you can't take it that Garcelle is being caddy, but she's more reserved with her cattiness. She's passive aggressive and you girls can't take it. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe she's playing. I I haven't watched the show, but I think maybe she's doing that because she is the only black cast member. First yeah, because because she kind of got to walk a fine line. If right. if I get too ghetto, that's right. a problem. She is if a I'm problem. too reserved, yes. that's a problem. So it's yes. a fine line that she got to walk. And kudos to her. Like, girl, we support you. But guess what? A lot of sisters right now, a lot of the black queens got to do that in the workplace with, you know, Period. their white parts. Period. Period. Yeah. It's a fine line you have to walk. And yeah. and we have to walk it. That that's that's the cross that we were given to carry. It's mm -hmm. a fine line to walk when you're mixing different echelons of different races. I think, yeah, no doubt. What's so, going on on Potomac? Potomac. So everybody's going in on the way. Chris Bissett, which is uh, Candace's husband. You know, I think him as a man being on this type of reality show, the guys don't really do the drama. So to sit back and see their wives constantly with the drama they can reach a, a frustration level. Mm -hmm. And with Candace, she just been going so hard on the other girls with Ashley and, and, and Wendy and, and the other girls. Chris is just tired of it. Like we all out together. It's a couple's thing. Why do y'all have to be arguing at the restaurant? So everybody had a couple drinks and Chris was just done. Like it's either you gonna shut up and forgive and forget it, or we can just go home and be done with it. Cause I'm tired of being in the middle of it. I'm good with the husbands, but it's the wives that's carrying on. And I think as a husband on this type of platform, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because they don't they're not really about the drama. But of course, the wives are. Yeah. And I think as a husband, you still have to think about your marriage and the way it's is it going to bring problems at home when you're doing this on national TV? Will it make problems for us at home? And I think Chris and for Candace, it has caused problems at home. Mm, cool. So, wow, yeah, cool. so. I mean, kudos to Chris. I, I feel him because if my mate was always in mess and then I'm, I got to be around the mess, I, I'm, I got a frustration level and I'm going to need mm -hmm. you to bring it down or I just want to go home. I don't want to be a part of it no more. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. That's how I like Kenya Moore. She always want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> always. Speaking so, of which. So, so we got, we're going to talk about Kenya. We're just going to go, go, go have her on the cliffhanger. Let's talk about Kenya. Yeah. What's happening with her? <laughs> Well, Kenya, um, you know, as y'all know, she's on Dancing with the Stars. She's been in the bottom two twice. Um, and she just feels that they're not giving her credit. You know, they big her up after the performance, but that same energy doesn't show up in the vote. So she's feeling like they're looking at her harder than the rest of the cast. But my thing is with Kenya, I, I don't see you as a dancer. Like, I didn't really think for you to make it far on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? like, so, like, like I think some of the feedback says, says says that she's not the worst dancer on on the actual uh, show this season, but she's being judged as if she is. Exactly, and then too, I think that also comes with we know Kenya, we know Kenya from Housewives, and we know she's messy. So you still got to think how people people take that energy, and they see you on a new project, and they still bring that energy. So it's not going to show up in the votes because we think you got tough skin, girl. You don't need our vote. But it's a competition, and, and I do reality. 
So, you know, I'm hoping the best for Kenya, but will she win? I, I don't know. I don't think so. She's definitely not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting, bro. As always, man, we always really appreciate the recap. How can everybody holla at you, brother? Yo, you can always catch me on Instagram at Echo Prince. That is E-C-H-O-P-R-I-N-C-E. I'm there 24 hours, seven days a week. Holla at me, ask a question, I'll definitely answer it. No doubt, everybody. This is Shorty with the Reality Recap. We're going to holla at you soon, brother. Be good. Michelle, okay? I'll see you guys. All right, man. You always do that. You always cut them off too soon. See? Okay, well, all right, well, give us your uh, goodbye again, and I'll. All right, Shorty, we're gonna holler at you. Real oh, were you? I did. I ain't do it that time. I, I brought him back. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I was look. I was gonna outro him again. Okay, well, anyway. I ain't do it. Like I guess he he was over. Hey, that that was Shorty with the reality recap. Uh, again, thank you very much, and big ups to the homie Brian Bean for coming by with the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Drop some gems on us. Let me tell you something. This is one of those shows that people are going to be rewatching with their pen and their pad and writing everything down because he was really dropping so much vital information. So definitely catch the reruns, the repeats that will be on uh, YouTube. Yeah, maybe we um, maybe uh, because we're not going to uh, do a live show next Thursday. We'll both be uh, kind of out of pocket. I'll be traveling and you will be uh, filming uh, on set. Uh, so we're not going to do a live show next Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, we might use a pre-recorded show, either him or or maybe. Ooh, our, our last few shows have actually been really, really good. And, yeah. and, and like not to even pat myself on the back or 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 you or anybody else or whatever but i but like yeah we got some good shows to choose from because miss miss uh, jackie mama jackie we talked to her kendrick johnson's moms so i kind of want to play that again right uh, that was a good Bean. uh everybody needs to hear this that as well um yeah. and then two uh we had a good show with shoot like travis love was a good show tasha cash was a good show yeah we got a lot to choose from so yeah y'all won't have a live show but y'all have a good show next thursday uh, that's what uh, i'm talking about again we'll everybody something. though uh thank you so much for rocking with us now said we have some uh great shows coming up um after next week too uh november 4th we're going to be joined by comedian mike larry yeah uh, uh we'll be joined by comedian mike larry he is actually a uh actor comedian uh here locally in detroit he's in a few uh productions this is one of them but uh one of his oh, claims to fame it's all good man that's him in the red what do you say where they get the glasses from i don't know i just know we need to get the glasses back oh i missed that's all part. i know yeah uh he'll be on you the uh, big show field. Does, i'm bigger than uh, big field them niggas report to me that's i'll make all this shit disappear man now, I got something I want you to do. You say you want to make some money, right? Yeah. Hey. First of all, I hope y'all niggas ain't soft. Y'all soft? You soft? No, hell no. Mm. That nigga looks soft, dog. Got that little soft ass sweater on. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he is a uh, comedian here locally, but uh, acting as well. Funny thing, though, he's he's an actor, but he does uh, comedy, clean comedy also. So he does comedy at a lot of churches. Yeah, like I heard him say nigga and I heard him cussing, but he do comedy at churches too. So we gonna talk about how he mixes that world of like cussing a mofo out on on set, but going into the church, praise the Lord, and doing his uh, comedy set in churches too. So, Amen. Right. Amen. Get that I love check, it. How, get it how you live it. 
Get it how you live it. That's what's up for sure. Well, make sure that you keep up with us on our Instagram page, Everybody Mad Podcast. That's where you can holler at us. DM us. Let us know what's on your mind. Slide into our DM. Let us know what's popping. Also, you can reach out to me at Kenya Kabeen One on Facebook. Kenya Kabeen on all other social media platforms. Shouts out to everybody that's been checking in. Man, like it's been so many comments tonight, man. It's insane, bro. Yeah, it really has been. Thank you for everybody for being a part of us. I am said lover everywhere. You can see us again next Thursday. We just won't be live, but it'll be a good show. But we'll be here every Thursday. Same time, same place, every single Thursday. And thank you for being a part of this um, journey with us. Uh, and, and thank you for rocking with us. And uh, we uh, hope you continue to do so. Until next time, we'll see you. I holla. <laughs>